Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five. One that almost didn't happen. <laughs> One that almost didn't happen. If you had seen the whirlwind of activity here inside the studio with the lawn just yanking cables out of the old mixer and putting them into an actually older mixer, you'd be impressed. You'd say, Elon, you earned your paycheck this week. On top of that, <laughs> we tricked you. Something I've never and done. And started a minute and a half early. <laughs> Just, well, actually, we're 50 minutes late, so, you know, it evens out. Is that math? That it's doesn't math same. out. Tonight on the show, we're going to be joined as we always are. Uh, we're happy to have the whole gang here tonight, and that is John Velociraptor Guerrero. He's thrilled to be here, as you can tell. He's totally not just like texting his girlfriend that he always brags about having. Um, and we <laughs> have Steve, Big Daddy Ace, Ace King Offsuit Jerick. I, I am no longer Big Daddy Ace. What are you? I am, You're forever Big Daddy Ace. Big I, Daddy I, Ace. I have now been blessed with the name Lord Spreadsheets. Lord Spreadsheets. Where did you get that? I saw you put it on Twitter. <laughs> what, what's someone, the uh, origin someone story? On, someone on Reddit said. Uh, like they linked one to my schedules, and it's like ske- Evo Japan schedule from Lord Spreadsheets, aka Ace King Officer. So <laughs> I'm Lord Spreadsheets now. Hey, shout out to Pedantic Sim for subbing to the channel. Let me see if I have these uh, these clap gifts here. Here we go. That's a good one. Unsung unsung hero as well. Thank you. Yeah, and last week we were real bad us. about uh, shouting them out. But uh, let us know in the chat how's it sound. We literally like. Totally. Hey, Dad by Sword. The original. Yeah, who's that? He's our, uh, what do you call him? The patron saint. The patron of saint of Best of Five. Um, okay. So, anyway, let us know how the sound is because we're trying our best. And Alon uh, mm-hmm. literally was like, there was smoke coming out of his fingertips. Okay, sounds good. Wonderful. Okay, guys. Uh, tonight on the show, we have a lot of cool topics, neat topics, even. Mortal Kombat 11. Some of you guys are you jaded about me, it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're the most jaded. I'm like not the most jaded about it at all. That was a joke about Jade being revealed. Oh yeah, I like Jade. <laughs> um, we're also gonna spend about an hour at least talking about uh, Jump Force because that's the most important thing that has happened recently. Uh, we got some new signings. Echo Fox filled that void left by Justin Wong with arguably the best other American player that you could have asked for, currently available, or I guess technically not anymore. We're going to talk about Evo Japan, of course. Steve, did you watch it? I watched a little bit um, here and there. So, John, did you watch it? Uh, I haven't gotten around to looking it over yet, but I heard good things. Mike, did you watch any of it? I watched Top 8, yeah. All right. Elon, <laughs> did you watch any of it? I watched Tekken. Oh, is your mic not plugged in over there? <laughs> we forgot to plug Elon's mic in. No, there is no place. You just have to yell. Uh, so, um, and then we're going to have, there's a bunch of discussion that will come out of that. Um, prize purses and the acceptance of such. Uh, Daigo had some interesting um, things to say about mm-hmm. esports in general. Talk yeah. about that. Got to sneeze a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, we have a sneeze coming up. And then uh, okay. we're going to talk about <laughs> the core values <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Where, where should we get started? Steve, I'll let you take it if you want to go to the uh, recap. Uh, let's start with the recap. couple big events this past weekend. Uh, on stateside, we had Anime Ascension, uh, the second edition of the Axis 
uh, or Arc Revo themed anime tournament. Uh, you had SKD taking home the uh, BBCF title, Shinku winning it in cross tag, Hotashi getting it done in Exert, uh, Melty Blood. Congratulations, KFL. I am not saying your your uh, Smash GG name. You just got to deal with that. I'm sorry. Is that that what it says there? AKA that random generated. Yeah. Yep. That is the name. Um, and then uh, Squish taking it home in Eunice. Congratulations <laughs> to everyone who got the wins out there. Uh, for, I think, specifically for Steve, I mean, for Mike, Gesundheit just uh, subbed to the channel. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like the language <laughs> level jokes, too. Yeah, very funny. That is uh, brilliant. That's funny. All right, moving on. What else you got for us, Steve? The big event <laughs> this weekend, obviously, was Evo Japan, the second annual uh, event in uh, run by the Evo team in Japan. This was run in Fukuoka, Japan, as opposed to Tokyo last year. Excellent pronunciation, uh, by the way. Excellent what? Pronunciation, I said. Oh, well, I, I, I took Japanese for three years. I forgot most Are you serious? Of it, I'm serious. How did I not know this about you, Steve? Because I I am a bundle of secrets dipped in the <laughs> man of mystery, and, and and coated in a special sauce. <laughs> Wonderful, John, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Did you have something funny to say, John? I'm sorry, I need to interrupt I, the show to hear it. I just said Steve's heart is a deep ocean of secrets. It is. It really is. Totally worth it. Actually, um, Soul Calibur, Keeve, the Frenchman getting the win in Soul Calibur 6, taking it over Shen Chan in the grand final. Keeve was pretty dominant. Uh, made it all the way to, I believe, top 16 without dropping a game. Uh, only lost four games the entire tournament. So strong, strong showing for that French scene. Uh, you know, Kayane out there too. So France getting it done in Soul Calibur, uh, taking home 500,000 yen, which approximately $4,500 U.S., so uh, gives you a chunk, nice chunk of change uh, to pick up, especially compared to uh, what you could have gotten from tournaments like this in years past in Japan. So uh, congratulations to Keith there. Uh, also congratulations to M-Dash taking home the King of Fighters, uh, this was not a side tournament. This is a typo. That's one. Uh, take a drink whenever you, you see a typo <laughs> on these screens. Uh, M-Dash taking it over E.T. Uh, in the grand final. Uh, pretty strong performance from him. Uh, ZJZ, the man known as Bridget, did not make top 16. Last year's defending champion. So lots of heavy hitters out there. You see Mad KOF. uh Former Evo champion Koji Kog, uh, Shaohai making top eight. A lot of strong players out here uh, for KOF. It's. I mean, I think people underestimate how many great players have come from KOF, um, and how many great players still play. And I think one thing that jumps out to me from that leaderboard is, as you mentioned, you know, ZJZ not making top sixteen, Shaohai getting like seventh. Being a great player and being someone who was once great at a game is not enough to stay on top anymore. Like, you have to be constantly grinding or people are too good at every game now. Even, like, the 11th most popular game. 
you can't just take time off and expect to be the best. You know what I like seeing sometimes, and we're going to talk about uh, esports as a whole here when we when we talk about Daigo and what he had to say about it. But um, you know, some people will say, yeah, it's easier to be the best at King of Fighters, or easier to be the best Killer Instinct player, or easier to be the best X game that isn't you know the main game Street Fighter or what yeah. have you. But then when you have the crossover, you're like, hey, well, check it out. These guys came from King of Fighters. Anyway, <clears throat> is there more recap? Of course there is. Of course there is. It, it, it's it's like a great party because it never stopped. <laughs> uh, Evo Japan was part of the Arxis Arc Revo World Tour. So all three of the games on that circuit, uh, Blaze Blue's Cross Tag, Blaze Blue Central Fiction, and uh, Guilty Gear were part of the circuit. Uh, looking at Bla uh, Cross Tag, Tomorello taking it uh, second top eight for him at a Arc Revo event this year, but his first win. So he is the one who qualifies for the Arc Revo World Tour Finals. Uh, again, Koji KOG making top 16 in multiple games. Strong weekend for him. Dorabang, strong performance from him as well, making top 16. Uh, moving on to Blaze Blue Central Fiction. This actually was a side tournament, so no prizing available, but uh, an official spot on the uh, Arc Revo World Tour. Fenrich got the win. It was his second win uh, of the circuit, so the automatic qualifying spot passed down to second place. That is... That means that Masa is the one now headed to uh, Arc Revo America for the finals. I thought Fenrich was a Dragon Ball player. He he is a playa, <laughs> P-L-A-Y-A. Okay. He was definitely a Blaze Blue player first, though. Yeah, he I was, was trying to prompt you. He was known. I, I remember him being like a, a real young kid, you know, still acne all over his face, you know, just at dead? the arcade. Like playing Jin at age thirteen, so All right. he has grown into the man he is today right through Jin Kisaragi. Okay, um, Alon, what are you doing over there, pal? Fixing audio levels. Fixing audio levels, he says. Uh, in the meantime, you want to come back to Steve since he's, uh, you know, doing the recap and all that. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> um, you also had. Guilty Gear Xrd, which was part of the tour, and this was a pretty impressive showing if you watch Top 8 on Sunday. Samito uh, got the win over Cha-Cha-Cha in the grand final to get the automatic qualifying spot. Uh, you had a whole bunch of great players. Tomo, Machibo, uh, Venom in there, Nage, Ogawa getting knocked out before Top 8. Uh, Kazunoko before top eight lost soul holding it down for the u.s getting top 16 at a guilty gear tournament in japan strong showing for him uh but samito who is headed to arc revo america and then we close it out with the two biggest games in terms of uh prize pool uh both of these had three million yen prize pools uh, 1.5 million for the winner, which was translates to about uh, a little under 15,000 US. Uh, the name up top here in the Tekken tournament is No Typo. 
it might not be if you only followed uh, Tekken World Tour, it might not be a familiar name. But Arslan Ash from Pakistan got it done and got it done impressively, uh, beating AK in the grand final, coming all the way through losers. Got Ill, he, he got knocked into losers pretty early, uh, round of 64, and then just rattled off win after win after win to get to uh, the title. You see Jimmy J uh, in, making top eight as well. Saint making it. Uh, you s- Also notable are, are the players who weren't in that top eight. That's, that's the first place my, my eyes went and like down to that bottom right corner. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you had some big, big names that got knocked out. Uh, Tekken World Tour champion Rang Chu was in there and got knocked out. John Ding, Chanel, Kakoma, Nee, Naroma, JDCR got knocked out before top 16. This was, this was a tournament full of killers. And you see a guy like Arlen, Arslan Ash, a, a, a very strong player. Uh, beat knee in that Middle Eastern tournament earlier this year, and actually beat knee again in this in this one. Uh, when you see a name that isn't necessarily that familiar, you think, okay, he got he got some good luck. He he had some easy opponents to get there, and you know luck was on his side. Let me list off some of the names he beat: Knee, Chanel, Rixta, Lohai, Book. Jimmy J. Tran, Chikurin, Cherry Berry Mango, and AK Twice. Might be the that best losers is, run ever. That is a hit list. And according to uh, Challenge, he in those matches I just list off, listed off, by game count, he went and combined 23 and 4. It wasn't just like 2 1, 2 1, 2 1. He was putting in work. Yeah, and then there was obviously, if you were following, I, I've never heard of this player before. You know, I'm a scrub and I'm a no niner and I only play Street Fighter 4, so I don't know anything about Tekken. But um, I was seeing the tweets and the stories talking about the difficulty this guy had actually making it to the venue itself. Uh, you know, flights and visas and permissions, and then uh, he almost didn't make it. He literally got to the venue, I think, an hour before his pools were going to start. Um, Steve, do you have any more context on there? Anything else you can flesh that story out? Um, he, he, ESPN had an interview conducted by Kenny Omega about this. Yeah, which um, was neat, too, by the way, the fact that Kenny Omega was doing that. Yeah, and it was it basically start the, – the brunt of it is it was, he had to take seven flights to get there because of – scheduling and other connections what was supposed to be a one-day trip turned out to be a two and a half day trip from pakistan to uh to fukuoka which was absolutely ridiculous and then to do that and to turn in a performance like this was just insane yeah they were saying that like uh the day prior he was literally at one point he thought there's just no way i'm gonna make it and he was in tears can you imagine like the emotional stress and then still making it and still getting first. I mean, it's it's impressive. <clears throat> Powered him up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And 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 like I said, this is a guy you did not see on Tekken World Tour last year. So he he has a sponsor. He never entered hope. one of the tournaments. He the, there weren't really any. There's only like wow. one Middle Eastern event all all season. Incredible. So if this guy gets sponsored and this guy can travel, watch out. 
this is a guy who is going to Fucking do something. Are you making a joke if this guy can travel because he had such a hard time? It's been I've been on the internet watching people talk about how like some dude in their basement could beat everyone for like a hundred years. I mean, like ever since since I was playing melee in two thousand five, you always hear, "Oh yeah, this kid's so good if he came out," and they always bust out. You know, they always suck. They always do whatever. Maybe if they're I okay. Let him out of my basement, they would do so well. <laughs> and he just came out of nowhere, and beat all, everyone. That's insane. He did it, it never ever happens. But his money where his mouth was, and delivered never happens. All right, but now the most important game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the the main event of the weekend was the Street Fighter V tournament. And this one, if you're a fan of Echo Fox, you probably don't want to look at the top four. Momochi, the new <laughs> signing for Victrix Pro, taking the win over, guess who else? Fudo in second place. Not again. Uh, Powell's <laughs> strong showing for him in third. Punk, what a run for him to make top four. Uh, another former Echo Fox player. You got two in top four. Um, Fudo, what can you say about Fudo? I feel he bad, lost. dude. He was up 1-0, and he dropped a combo to go up 2-0 in the grand finals in the second set. Like He dropped an easy birdie combo, like a seven-frame link with the input buffer to... <laughs> To lose the round that he would have won, go up 2-0, he probably would have won the tournament. So, yikes. Yeah. You know, another tough break for him, but it's still. for playing birdie, like a dick. St <laughs> still, strong weekend for him. Takes home 600,000 yen. Uh, Momochi, for his win, was awarded 1.5 million yen, about $14,000. There was some one some worry about whether or not he would actually get that prize. Um, do we want to jump into that? Yeah, right go now? for yeah, it. Good. Okay. Um, if, as you may or may not know, uh, Japan has has very strict anti gambling laws, and that includes video games. So there are very strict regulations on how much money a player can win through a game of chance. And video games are considered a game of chance. So, uh, just last year, uh, they, the Japanese government formed the Japanese Esports Union uh, to begin licensing players and allow them to, under cer certain circumstances, take home larger winnings. Uh, very Most of the top players from the uh, Street Fighter uh, Capcom Pro Tour accepted licenses one person who did not was momochi he uh protested the the need for licenses like this and how they were determined and why they only were given to certain games and not others uh so the rumor going around was that because he won this tournament uh and he wasn't a licensed gamer and he did not uh, accept a license to, for winning, he would only take home uh, the maximum allowable, which was about, uh, excuse me, is it uh, uh, 100,000 yen, which is about $900 US. Uh, it does turn out that because the prize is not funded by Capcom itself, 
it's funded by sponsors that he is able to accept the full prizing. But there's still that issue of oh, so he was actually able to accept all of it. Yes, it, it, it's being reported that he, he's able to take home the full prizing. But there's still that issue of, you know, is this the right way for uh, gamers to be yeah, like recognized the, in Japan? The, the, the root of it to me is that it's like total horseshit that it's a game of chance, right? Um, it's yeah. not. But my question is, or my understanding had been that he had been Some offered. Some like, players would argue that, but yeah, go ahead. But that's, they would say that... Um, that he ha- was like, all right, well, then just accept the license. Get the license. Um, succumb to that thing that you were against, and you can have the full pricing. And he, and he declined that. Is that, is that a misreporting? Um, I don't know if it was a misreporting for if he was offered after this event. This was, like I said, because it wasn't um, – the pricing was offered by sponsors. He did not need uh, a Jesu license to accept it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he would, excuse me, uh, he did refuse the licensing uh, initially. He was offered. He was one of the top finishers on the tour uh, in 2017, which meant he was offered uh, the first uh, one of the licenses in the first batch uh, back in February 2018, and he refused. And we actually have a quote from back him from when he initially refused it about why he uh, turned it down. He says, quote, the things called games in Japan have gotten big because of the initiative of all the communities uh, that dot the entire existence or that dot the entire country with those communities supporting us. We were able to perform and work as pro gamers. But I think that the fact that we are even respected as professionals is because of the power of the community and all of the players. Therefore to ignore the people, who one by one built up the value of a pro gamer in Japan, decide on the license system in some unknown conference room, then come out and arbitrarily make an announcement to the community and players. I feel like this way of doing it is in no way sincere, and it is difficult to feel any sort of affection for games or the people involved. Yeah, man. Um, I wish that I spoke Japanese and I wish that we had access to Momochi because he seems like such a stand-apart kind of guy. Um, I just want to know more about him. I want to know more about you, Momochi. Well, we might, you know, we, we, we might be able to make some ha- some magic happen. I'll see I what I can do. knows him. Steve speaks, yeah, he took three years of Japanese. Maybe he can just do the whole <laughs> interview for us. Oh, God. I, I forgot like 2.9 years worth of that what's the point oh one that you got left i can say you have a large fist or a large fish i can say you have large breasts that's about it i mean you can give some nice compliments while you eat sushi and while you uh peruse this video of core values why don't we go ahead and move over to that i'm gonna fast forward to the good bits if you catch my meaning Oh, God. Are we, we're going to get banned for this, aren't we? Why every would time we? the chat says core values, Joe, take yeah, a shot. for every time. So I, I, who? So this is during Evo Japan. They had a Dead or Alive uh, exhibition. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it would come out doing that. Um, and uh, I, I don't actually think that it was this part that was so offensive to uh, Mr. Wizard. I can fast forward to the bit. I mean, this is already, man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> what does this say 
about what this game developer oh, or the marketing Can we stop department and, and acknowledge our new subscription. I just remember there was a point right when Dead or Alive said they were done. They were right, done. It's like ironic. There is no it's, more the characters are covered up. No more boobs in Dead or Alive. Wait. It was going to be a pure fighting game for Christians and <laughs> then was that like on purpose to set up to this? Like I'm trying this to This has out. happened. This has happened before. A lot of I was talking it. to Catalyst, who's been following this entire kind of ordeal for more than just the Dead or Alive 6, you know, storyline. And it was almost the same idea back in Dead or Alive 5. When they first started production, they revealed the game. They said something along the lines of, we're going to make this more realistic. That's the first thing the Team Ninja says. It's like, we know that you know this for sexualization. We know that you saw, you know, extreme beach volleyball and that we're pretty much defined as a fighting game and as like a, just a sexual visuals presentation but we're going towards being more realistic and you're not going to see as much of it and then they like released the demo for dead or alive 5 and they apparently got feedback that said no we want more sexy stuff and so right at the end they threw all the at the end they threw all the sexy stuff back into the game and it was what doa 5 wound up being then when uh dead or alive 6 is announced they kind of have the same story we're moving away. We're moving towards more realistic stuff. It's not going to be as jiggly. It's not going to be as, as sexualized. But then as the story progresses and we get closer and closer to the release date, we find out, no, it's it's eh, it's not as much reduction as you as we said originally. And then it's, no, nah, it's the same as everything has always been. And that's been Team Ninja's story since day one. And I think that we're silly for, uh, I mean, now expecting that they're going to do anything differently. Um, but in the meantime, it's like you, they get a lot of attention on the game. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot of discussion about it. And, and ultimately, you know, DOA is going to be what DOA is. It's, this, it's a fighting game for sure, but it's also jiggly boobies. And, and, and this was kind of like a culmination of that. And it was just a big like, hey, guys, we're still doing it. So then, and, you know, so, so then like yeah. if it isn't enough to like um, get your Christian values up in a tizzy uh, watching this, then they start showing the photo mode. And, uh, yeah, we're going to show you a little bit of it. Like, they literally start going for the cross shots, and, like, they're just pandering so hard. I don't think it was this one, actually, that did it. It was this one here where it appears as if this wrestling gentleman is performing a sexual act on this fighting female. And we're going to cut away at this point because now – I'm starting to blush. I'm so triggered. <laughs> now, I got to be honest. I think they got what they wanted out of I, it. I, I'm not offended they, by yeah. the sexual nature of this entire presentation, but I'm offended at what this marketing department assumes that the fighting game community is comprised of. I think of. they got exactly what they wanted. Because I we're talking about it? They probably added sales to their game. And, yeah, I don't think they regret this at all. But they this assume... This is exactly what they've done. You know, now they, they can market to... themselves as like too hot for Evo, right? Like the the they, fighting they... game that was yeah, censored. They... Here, you stop. You you talk. You talk. No, I want to say this. This game developer thinks that we're some like neckbeard, basement dwelling, chronic masturbators that would love this kind of game, and I'm a f I, that part offends me. Not this well, presentation. Did you play DOA? No. Am I gonna? No. Now, I'm not saying that DOA players are all chronic neckbeard masturbators, but I'm saying that say. there's a significant portion of the DOA community that expects this to be part of things. And if you were to remove the sexuality to the degree that they've talked about removing it and said they might remove it, uh, I think that you'd have a legitimate problem. I think that that's 
uh, an expected part of the identity of the franchise as it stands right now. Yes, so, but they came I, out and said, I know you mentioned that this has happened before, but they came out and said, and then look, I'm gonna find like the, the so then they showed this version of Kasumi, right? And she's fully dressed, like look, this is proof that we're, we're uh, uh, changing our ways, right? I mean, that was like the whole shtick. But then they busted this old school version out. Yeah. Which, by the way, the graphics on this game are lovely. So you were saying, good. John. Mm hmm. You were saying that oh, I should. That not... I'm not a chronic masturbator. <laughs> that was the end of that thought. Okay. But this so, is something yes. that they've. You know, here's the thing DOA is DOA. It's not just a fighting game, it, it, you know, it's not just sex. There is a very good fighting game there. And they showed that off in the first half of their program. Uh, they talked about, they showed off the gameplay. They announced the DOA World Tour, which is going to have a 1 million uh, or 10 million yen prize pool, which is about $90,000 US. Uh, th there is a very serious game there. But it's a serious game in the way that Hooters is a restaurant. You know, you can go into Hooters and enjoy the wings. You can go in the Hooters and enjoy the beer. But the majority of people, for better or for worse, know what they're going in there for. And it's the cheesecake. It's the, it's the fan service. And this tiger is not going to change its stripes. Whether that's good or bad, that's a personal judgment. But this game is what it is. It's never going to be anything other than that okay and it's and it's weird to have this controversy about it because we're all shocked that so a doa game tries to you're be right. sexy you're right and we're probably spending way too much time talking about this and not about the much more hilarious and potentially interesting topic of mr wizard's tweet saying this goes against the core <laughs> values of the fgc um that of course was an instant meme rivaling 895 and how long did that stay how long did that, that long enough? Because it got deleted pretty <laughs> long enough for John, the chronic masturbator, <laughs> to, to do what he had to do. I didn't post that story. <laughs> you know what's funny though? It's, it's hard to post with one the, hand. The visual sequence that I, I I picture Wizard like sitting in a chair watching Evo Japan play out, and he's happy with it, and you know his baby is is off and going, and all of a sudden he sees this, and he has to freak out, and he has to like get up which takes a second and then run like, you know, a while <laughs> and get to like the right put people to tell him to cut the stream. And then meanwhile, he's like fumbling with his phone, trying to post and, and, and avoid like some SJW hate and such. And totally is just reacting and playing to what he thinks his crowd is, um, is thinking right now. And in reality, he should have just let it go <laughs> and not acknowledge it at all. But him like freaking out at all of that and getting into such an uproar is, is a funny visual to me. Well, do you think that this is that he should have let it go? Because I mean, let, let's let's be clear. I'm I I don't hate I don't hate sex. I I enjoy a beautiful woman as much as the next heterosexual that's man. A, yeah, that's a bold statement. This was a little like too much for me in terms of what I want to see in a fighting game. If I want to go see stuff like that, I can. There are plenty of websites I can go to, and see that and more. And, but, it, I mean, I this is not something that I would necessarily want on my stream. 
There's a this god. Is not, yeah. This is that not makes... something I would want. You know, if if I'm partnering with other brands, this isn't what, something I would necessarily want in my archives. Your no, your values was... guy, your social media guy, can't be Mr. Wizard. I think that's the lesson you have out of this. If you want to be taken seriously as like a, <clears throat> this is our core values, it can't be Mr. Wizard. That's where but, the hilarity of all this comes, is that it's Wiz saying it. It's not that it's Evo it's saying it. It's not that it happened. It's that Wiz comes out himself, of all people, and makes that tweet. I, yeah. I think the big issue here for a lot of people, you know, obviously the line, a lot of people find the line funny, but there's two key, key things going on. One, you know, there's him saying it's not just Evo's core values. Yeah, FGC. FGC's core values. He has somehow taken this throne as the spokesperson for the entire fighting game community. I mean, he would says, be arguably like one of this. the pillars. Like, if you were going to come up with the list of core values, official core values, as absurd as that sounds, you might put him on the panel. But how many copies does he, DOA sell? How can you say this isn't part of our core values when so many people in the FGC buy this game, play because this game, support this game? the entire sequence was a frantic, oh, no, I might lose... Uh, uh, status on the social media level because people are seeing this on my stream. So he was just going into total fire control, damage control mode, and just saying the things that immediately came to mind that would, in his mind, remedy this situation. All of this echoes, it's, it's, it's cookie cutter kind of response. So it was him freaking out and, and saying, oh no, people might get mad at this. What am I supposed to say? Look it up in the book really quick and then say it. But in the meantime, you're in the process, he wound up incorrectly speaking for the FGC and his flailing action and the, like what Donko was saying and, and his his status as Mr. Wizard and all that, that comes along with that made it, just the whole process look goofy and it became meme-worthy. Yeah, and of course, Mr. Wizard is in the business of fighting games, right? He makes money and his livelihood in the FGC and is he the guy that's going to delineate the core values or is the community going to delineate the core values? We asked our Discord chat just you know, off the cuff, what are some of the core values that you guys would throw in here? We got some meme-worthy ones, but there's also punctuality, cleanliness versus no stank, uh, level playing field, right? Seating should be fair, respect all games, inclusivity, diversity, tolerance, community over business. That was Burger Gyros that gave us those. So there are some things that we all kind of have in mind, but certainly on here isn't you know, none of what we saw on that <laughs> on that stage and, there. Well, and the, and you, go ahead. Well, just one other point, and I don't know where exactly it belongs, but also this was in Japan, and I feel like the cultural differences of you know pertaining to sexuality between what's okay to be presented on a live stage and, and such a stream in Japan versus what might be okay, uh, you know, more in the West are very different. But we're in Japan, you know, so it's like. It's not as crazy, I don't think. And I don't think it warranted such a response. I think uh, I think that Wizard should have reacted as a businessman and what he has to lose and who... There, there are people that I'm sure saw this and were, were upset or offended by it. But I think that the handling needed to be less flail and, and you know, less, oh my gosh, and run down and, and, you know, the sequence that we just described and, and more... And maybe not him saying it on social media because of the stuff Mike was saying. I just think it wasn't handled very well 
um, and as far as damage control. Here's the other I, thing. I mean, if you're running an event, don't you have a plan from the people you have hired to do this? I mean, they, they hired gravure models to show off a game about TNA and have them, and they have did them their show thing. off the camera mode. Like this was, unless they didn't ask them what they were doing or they outright lied to him about what they were doing, this is what was going to happen. Like, I, I just don't see when this wasn't going to be what happened. Like, it's on them early, and I get why they want to shut it off. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, you're going to take some flack no matter what you the, did. The tinfoil hat, tin hat conspiracy theory is, as you mentioned, it was totally part of the plan to generate mm -hmm. uh, the... Uh, oh, that whiz? That whiz oh, yeah. was part of that? Yeah. Because he also let it run for, like, 30 fucking minutes before he was like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay, so uh, have we beat that dead horse into the ground there's, yet? There, there's one more point I wanted to bring up. And that's by saying that this that something goes against the core values of Evo and the core values of get against the FGC. That means that anything they sign off on by by connection to that does uh, stand for the core values of the of the FGC. So people are going to see they're going to be mad when they see people when they see them uh, cutting off the stream for excessive sex. But if you look at the violence in Mortal Kombat 11, for example, and saying, okay, that's fine, you, you know, you can yeah. chop off, you can pull a guy's spine out of his body have, and have the blood dripping. Well, listen, and that's, that's like no problem, clearly but some almost like bad. comical level hilarious violence versus that was some real jiggle that we saw there, Steve. But I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't that be considered comical level jiggle? But that's also been like a age old critique of the United States as a whole, right? Where we're like super Christian and ooh, don't let me see a nipple by accident on a Super Bowl halftime show. And in Europe and in Japan, clearly there's more relaxed, I don't know, uh, morals around sexuality. But violence, well, we know we got that in spades here in the United States. So it it is a bizarre cultural thing, but. Uh, Mr. Wiz is an American. Feels like a net positive for the FGC overall. We got a good <laughs> meme out of it, so yeah. I'm happy. Steve says that the meme is going to be dead by Tuesday. Tuesday's almost over. No, nah, we still uh, have that meme. Yeah. That's going to be a year-long meme. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hear that. You probably have Evo signs in the main finals today with just core values. I can't probably. remember. I can't remember the one that was no. It was like no, uh, like being like, uh, God, like misbehaving, but being like. What was it that, that they put into the CPT rules that one time? No thuggery? No thuggery. That's what it was. Thuggery. We haven't heard that one in a while. But 895 still comes up. And what was the other one I said? Yeah, uh, functions. Just a function. All right, let's move on. We have plenty more to talk about, including the fact, I alluded to it at the top of the show, Knuckledoo has been picked up by Echo Fox and presumably filled the spot that was reserved for Justin Wong. So shout out to Knuckledoo. Knuckledoo's been posting a lot recently, his training sessions on, like, Facebook and stuff. I don't know if that's his team doing it, but he seems like he's real into making this season count again. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, he missed a lot of tournaments last season. His he, he, He's been a great player the entire time he played SF5, and I can't imagine, like, now that he's going super serious again, he won't be just as good. So I think that's a permanently good pickup. Okay. Um, hmm. Soul Calibur. Wait, wait, wait. Did we finish all these Evo Japan topics? Did our live uh, World Championship announced? Core Valleys. We've laughed. BB Tag. I have that trailer here, I believe. Wait a second, Steve. I think I have it here. Yeah. 
Uh, we can play it as. Uh, what what was the what was the business here with uh, there was a six square oh my god some new character yeah that's like so I mean BB tag is an amalgamation of four <coughs> games right mm -hmm. I think you know you've got Unio BB Persona and then the Ruby characters and now they announced there's gonna be an Arcana Heart character from mm -hmm. a different game mm -hmm. and then people saw like a sixth one so they're wondering what's the sixth game that will have representation and there's not really like a super obvious pick. I mean, maybe Guilty Gear, but that seems far-fetched. Dragon Ball seems far-fetched, et cetera, so who knows. Are people hyped about this? I'm, I don't have my finger on the pulse here in this community here for BB Tag. I mean, BB Tag players are hyped about it. <laughs> well, shouts to BB Tag players then. All right, uh, the next topic was Soul Calibur Six. Amy announced. I did not get that trailer, assuming there was one. Um, what do you want to say about that, Steve? You got something? Uh, we can talk about that next week. All right, all right, all right. More. So uh, Momochi Money, we talked about that. Okay, so now we are officially over the Evo Japan topics. All right. Um, they did announce one for next year. There's also an interview that Kenny Omega did with Markman that's pretty interesting. You can look that up on ESPN Esports. What about the Tekken trailer? What about the Tekken trailer? Wasn't it just more of the same shit? Wasn't it just <laughs> no, there were some pretty cool jokes that they slid in there. So Elon's going to have to yell because his mic is not plugged in, but you can cut to it if Jesus. you like. Here's Julia. Um, She's Kit. Chanel is happy because of Julia? Yeah, some people are, are not happy with uh, the change in character, but they're still happy to see her uh, doing her thing. Uh, she was announced as coming out on the 28th, I believe. <laughs> I forget the date. And then they showed off uh, the Negan trailer. Let me fast forward the to that. Yeah. yeah, this was great. And there's a uh, – does is, is this the trailer where Harada comes out? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, I spoiled it. Harada's in the trailer, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, Elon, I know that you don't have a mic, but you had theorized that uh, since the season was about to kick off, that it would make sense for Negan to drop. Does it line up? I'm not uh, on top of when the show's coming back. I'm not either. I, All think right. it, I think it started last week, maybe? started last week, so no, that did not work out. So right here, he's saying, don't ask me for shit. The classic Harada line. The classic. Yeah. And then and, uh, and they bring Harada out, and he basically threatens him to over the fact that they drop characters one at a time. So now he is coming out with Julia. Okay. So All you right. would expect that the final two characters are coming out in a pair, um, just because they how they brought out the first two and now these two. So, yeah, and see. it's all voiced by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, right? Yeah, yep. that's great. So they actually got him to say, you know, like to talk to Harada right here is the the sequence. That's pretty cool. There's Harada. <laughs> Looks hilarious. Dressed like a man in black. And uh, he's about to get... Was it Lucille or what's the name of the bat? Yeah, Lucille. All right. Cool. Tekken's cool. I should play that game, I guess. It's got time for games. Okay. Um, moving on. Mortal Kombat 11. Wait, did you, did you have anything else to say? I'm sorry. I cut you off with Sonic no. Fox. We're good there. Shout-outs to him. We look forward to seeing... Um, not only what he does this year, but also his vlogs, his travel vlogs. They're being edited by somebody I know. All right. Mortal Kombat news. There was another combat cast. They revealed Jade, which some people had already kind of had spoiled for them. Yeah, by Leak the seems pretty real at this point. <clears throat> yep. Um, so let's, let's. Oh, guys, we forgot the Street Fighter V announcement at Evo Japan. So did they. <laughs> <laughs> was that the joke? 
That was the joke. That was a perfect uh, execution. <laughs> Baraka looks so fucking cool. Wait, wait. Let's play, let's play it here. So Baraka does look pretty sick. So here's Jade. She's in her I'm dead but brought back to life state. Uh, I believe revenant is the uh, term. Um, and she's got a pretty sick. She's got a run, which people are complaining that the game's kind of slow and they want the run back. She has a run. She has some cool moves. And her fatality is... I, I feel like the fatalities in this game are pretty um, imaginative. Is that fair to you? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, so here she is. Uh, her other costumes have her um, not dead. She's got the ability to phase through fireballs. She has the run. That combination seems pretty OP. She's I like this character. I could play this character. Uh, the combat cast, they went in detail. You should go back and watch that uh, because they did, as I said, uh, they played the character. They also showed Baraka's second fatality in that uh, combat cast, which is pretty neat. But um, I think they do the fatality here at the end of this trailer, so we're going to vamp until we get to see that because yeah. it's pretty neat. Jade was a character that I remember playing. I played Mortal Kombat Trilogy in, in terms of like the, the MK3 sort of series mm -hmm. the most, and... Um, I remember Jade just as the computer just being such a bitch with the with her invincibility run, which in this I think it's when she turns purple, but she's turned white, and she would just her combos went on for days, and she would melt you. Here's, here's and, the fatality, uh, but she looks really cool here. I hated Jade, and I like this, and this fatality is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a little cruel actually. This part right here, it's like don't mock the dead. You know what I mean? He's doing like a pole dance. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Uh, no, I'm not. Are you um, offended? Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not thing, offended though, by the this. The one thing about, um, I mean, yeah, if it was sexualized and it was a pull for sexual dancing, then I'd have an issue. But no, uh, the one thing that I'm seeing in Mortal Kombat 11 fatalities a little too much uh, is the eye thing. They've, they've got like an eye popping out in like three or four different fatalities at this point. And uh, it's kind of like, guys, it's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. Um. So that was that, and we're excited about I think Mortal Kombat is looking great. Like, the game looks fantastic. Of course, some people are mad that she's not in her Edie Beanie, what is it? Itsy Bitsy Bikini uh, look. They're covered up, guys. They're killing my game. They're doing the opposite of Dead or Alive. Um, but what people are actually, some people are quite upset about is that uh, after they announced the Summit of Time, which will be a Mortal Kombat-themed uh like the ones they did for Dragon right, Ball and right. certainly other esports titles in the past, the people that are being invited are not core NRS players, and therefore they should. I looked be at the invited. list. Like, there's like one arguable one, which is Chris G, who like tested all the games and was pretty good at a lot. Dude, of the them. guy's got tech videos. It He's was got... like hella tame. Like, it was mostly NRS guys for sure. Well, like, all, the only guy I really saw was Tweety, of course, who was really getting heated about who's getting invited and why. He's mad that he wasn't in it. I mean, he was Clearly. good last year. He just, I mean, he, he's uh, he's real close. He, he's a great NRS player, and I hope he gets voted in if he's one of the best. But, I mean, be, come on. Be, he's just mad. But, but to understand, this is a guy who won EVO. This is a guy who is in that echelon of the top NRS players, especially at the end of Injustice. And you you look at the li the rumored list here, and you have a bunch of, of guys who are NRS players, guys like Sonic Fox, Tekken Master, Foxy Grandpa, but you also have a Chris G, and you also have a Tyrant, who is a very strong player, but not necessarily someone from the NRS scene. And you have the Evo champion not in there. So he's going to feel a certain kind of way about that. 
and I and I I understand it. You know, it's that balance between uh, getting a lineup that is entertaining and getting a lineup that fully represents the scene that they're coming from. You know, so, now, ba- now as someone who's basically a Smash Ultimate player at this point, they had the same problem, but I would say worse. Where their actual best player, it, by most metrics, <clears throat> Tweak wasn't invited. And, like, four Melee players were invited. And then in this first round of voting, uh, Mango, who, like, got, like, 100-something at the last tournament, got voted in, and Tweak got voted out. So this has become some of its model of inviting these players has become something that's kind of begun to upset people who don't exactly agree with who they invite or don't. Now, if you're trying to get the most eyeballs on an event like this – then and then you open it up to fan votes. By definition, you're going to get not only the most popular players, but the most potential eyeballs on it. Well, here's the other thing too: is that how much of this is because of Summit's model, and how much of this is because these games are brand new and nobody knows it? I mean, how long has Ultimate been out? You right. don't have a ton of results to draw from. With Mortal Kombat 11, there are obviously zero results to draw from because the game isn't even out yet. Yeah. So at some point, you have to make that call where, okay, this guy's probably going to be good. This guy might be good. He's entertaining too, so sure. But I still understand the frustration of someone like a Tweety not getting in. I think they, they probably should have invited the Evo champion, which I believe was Rewind or... Who was who was it? I can't. Yeah, remember. probably. I think so. Noble we went. Anyhow, I, we um, have we have but... events here in like our local scene where we'll do invitationals or teams or things like that. Sometimes we'll do like a topanga where like six guys are invited or six players are invited, and then there's like a playoff for like the last spot. Things like that. And every time, without fail, there is drama. If it's someone gets to choose who gets in as opposed to it's whoever won the last event or something more black and white like that, there's always, always drama. And, like, I get it. I get that, you know, it's measurable and you can go, well, here, there, there are this many bullet points on my resume and therefore I should be qualified. And But you know what? Like, when it comes down to voting and when it comes down to just a personal choice of an individual or, or some kind of a group, as opposed to what's just specifically there on paper, justice is not always going to be done. And in situations like this, it's like, yeah, I, I hear you. You won Evo and you weren't selected. You're probably in the right for being upset. But at the end of the day, I think I just, I've been through this too many times. You have to just go with what whoever is making the thing, whoever's making the event says. And if there's a way to earn your spot into it, then you just earn your spot into it. And it's like, is it fair? No. But it's at the end of the day, just stop wasting your breath on all this and stop. Well, I deserve. Well, I deserve. Well, See, I deserve yeah, that's where you fuck not, up, just, right? That, that's literally where it's like, uh, just because you said that, well, like, I'm honey, less interested. I, Honey Bee was another guy who wasn't on the list. And he is like, that was a more surprising one where he's been, you know, one of the biggest content creators, you know, made like a million top eights across both MK and Injustice. Um but he just said, fuck it. He started campaigning instantly, and I will bet any amount of money you want that he makes it in. I'm like, I'm nearly positive he'll make it in. So, that was another good fighting game meme. Any amount. Yeah, any amount. Any amount. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's what you got to do. All right. Um, 
Yeah, the, and then he was like calling people out. That's the thing. It's like one. I mean, it's just it was the wrong. It was the wrong uh, approach there. So learn from Honeybee, Tweety. Um, instead of being upset and saying they don't deserve it, say, "Hey, would you consider me? Because I'd like to be there. I'll show you a good time." Am I right, Steve? <laughs> no, you are not right. <laughs> you are not right at all. Hey, uh, any other Mortal Kombat stuff you guys want to talk about? Are you excited about? Is there a combat cast this week? Mm-hmm. I think it's for like mobile or something like that. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I don't think it's a traditional one like where. Oh, um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was like earlier, way earlier this morning, like 12 hours ago. The uh, one of the director, the director for Bayonetta One, and then he's like the lead story guy in Bayonetta Two, just tweeted out Bayonetta X Mortal Kombat, and that was it. And no one knows what the hell that means, but this is a high up in the development team of Bayonetta. Which there's a bayonetta Scorpion and Smash. To switch. I don't Smash, think Scorpion right? Smash. I think uh, uh, Bayonetta and MK11. That'd be sick. Ed well, said, and, and she's so we think of her as far as fighting games. We think of her in Smash, which is much more of a team game than Mortal Kombat. But she's from a mature series, which is all about sexuality and violence, and she would fit very well into the Mortal Kombat universe. So. I mean, eh, and, and I think Nintendo kind of owns Bayonetta and such, so it's probably a long shot. But that's floating out there in the ether right now, and no one really knows what it means. I'm with Dark Hollow. I don't even want to see Bayonetta in MK animations, dude. Oh, God, it'll look insane. <laughs> oh, uh, Phantom X Death says Bayonetta MK11 Switch exclusive. When was the last time we had console exclusive characters? See, and, and yeah, that's like that makes me think of like Soul Calibur 2. I know it's happened man. since then. Uh, Soul Calibur has actually do that a lot, I think. But in this day and age, console exclusive, I don't know if that's much of a of something you'd ever do anymore. Cool. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go on to the real topic. I said we we're going to discuss this at length. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> Check this out. This is from Jump Force. Um, <laughs> My planet needs me. <laughs> to be fair... Frieza has floated away like that, and a lot of Dragon Ball Z characters have floated like this, where they don't do much of anything, and their feet stay flat as though they were still on a surface. But this is not the only instance of terrible animation in this game. Do you have the one with the uh, create a character with the broken neck? Let me see. I I pulled this off of somebody's random uh, YouTube channel, but uh, I can look. I don't know if it has what you're discussing, what you're referencing here, but... Why don't we just scrub through this guy's video here? There's another where you're looking at that, like, um, it's not necessarily poorly done animation. It's just poorly done, I think, editing. But there's a scene where I guess Vegeta gets uh, corrupted, and the way that happens is, like, this little uh, little cube that's, like, a little brown cube, like, enters your body, and it corrupts you. Well, he's standing out in a field, and the cube is just below him, behind him, and it floats upwards beyond the, the, the side of the camera, and then all of a sudden he's corrupted. So it looks like it goes straight up his ass. It's like there's no <laughs> other way to interpret it just because of the way it was edited. And, and maybe that is exactly what happens. But the whole so, – so the idea here is Jump Force, if you haven't seen it, is uh, the game looks fine. But, but then you get to the cutscenes of the story mode, and it's just janky as all hell. Like, they totally ran out of time, and the characters are super stiff, and the animations are super weird and lame, and, and it's distracting. Uh, and when your game comes out in 2019, and it's these huge anime figures that are all coming together for this, it should be this event, and, other, and we're all being distracted by how poor the animations are in the cinema, or in the cinematic story. And, uh, and so that's what we're looking at here. 
I'm just yeah, watch out for those like corrupting uh, suppositories. Era. Yeah. People don't try very hard with the IPs they get. I don't know if they just assume it'll sell, if they just assume it'll make money just on the back of the IP, but we've been seeing a lot of the, I mean, Marvel Infinite, we got this, we've got just like, people are buying up these IPs and then just chucking them on a plate. Like, here you go. And I, it's a shame. Like, I mean, not always. I mean, Dragon Ball not, was good. I mean, Dragon Ball looked a lot better, but I mean, for uh, I, we see it a lot, that's for sure. It, I wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't like to see this in something like a, a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but it it bothers me more in a game like this because this game is all about the universe. This is all about those characters coming together. And to see, you, you want to see that treated well because this is sort of like a dream match sort of it's scenario. It's a fantasy and, fan thing, yeah. Right, this is all about fans uh, like not sexual fan service obviously but a different type of fan service and to see this sort of treatment for it just sucks you know even if it's not the type of game i play it just sucks well it feels like whoever it was that was coming up with the idea goes you know what people would really like if we had luffy and goku and and uh naruto and all of these huge deku from my hero anime is the best anime yeah. in recent history we'll put them all together and it's like there go yeah that's a good idea and they only got as far as making the front cover you know with all these faces on because they knew that was the main appeal and after that everything is just totally phoned in and, and saying everything i don't know i haven't played the game so i couldn't say everything but as far as the cinematics go and and they're as important as steve just articulated they were it's like, yeah, you phoned in a lot of other very important things, and it feels to me at that point like it's kind of a cash grab. It's like people will buy this because they see Goku and Naruto on the front, uh, and they want to see what happens when Goku fights Naruto, because who doesn't? But it, it, it's just, it feels lazy. And and furthermore, this is Bandai. Bandai's been knocking it out of the park with games like Tekken 7, with um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and and to see them do this, it's like, ah, oh, that, that kind of sucks. All right, Steve just sent me the jank video. Let me see if I can download it in time to uh, look at it here. One other thing, while you're while you're putting that together, um, which I kind of wanted to bring up when we were talking about DOA, but the development process before a game drops has become uh, incredibly important, as we've talked about multiple times on this show before. And it's interesting comparing, obviously, MBCI, DOA 6, and now this game. Um, you can argue what their final products seem to be like but it's like the relationship that you have with your fan base and with the onlookers is incredibly important, important even before the game drops. And it's interesting to see how these, like the different stories for each of these three titles, at least, and I'm sure you can jump out into further into other titles, but it's interesting to see how they, they played out and what the end results were. All right, y'all want to see this video? Let's see this video. What are we looking at here, Steve? They look good already. We're just talking, hanging out. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. There's the jack neck. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Vegeta trying to look at it. Pause it on the could you go back to the neck, please, and pause it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm confused too, Jack Neck. Like, did she murder really rap? <laughs> they spent a lot of time on Luffy's hat, and so they ran out of time to animate that movement. All right, guys, we don't have a ton of show left, but we do have a couple topics left. Nintendo Direct, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate version 3.0 is coming. I'm sure you're excited. Yeah. Um, Choco Blanca, which got picked up by Vitrix Pro. I bet you Jay Wong has something to do with that. 
Daigo said, let me see if I can pull up. This is High Fight. Dude, this guy doesn't only provide you with the sickest highlights. He also translates Daigo's thoughts on esports. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. Uh, this was an interview that happened presumably at Evo Japan. Uh, Daigo says about esports, it's more about the fight between developers rather than players. Games are changing all the time, and esports players have to adapt to that, um, which is not similar to traditional sports. Yeah, we brought that up on the show a bunch of times. All right, so you don't want to talk about this at all, is what you're saying? No, we can talk about it. I'm just saying, okay, yeah, it's a good summer. Not in front of the children, guys. I don't think there was anything in here that was like eye opening. I just thought it was a pretty good summary of the issues we have. Yeah. You know, do you recall, um, maybe you do, the TESPA, the Texas Esports Association? Um, there, it was the uh, first collegiate esports association. Now it's the of, uh, esports association. Right, and, and they're, they're um, you know, national. But I remember talking to the founders of that. I was in an interview with them, and I was talking to them. I was like, dude, and it was a big StarCraft event. I'm like, man, what happens when StarCraft dies? He's like, well, that's the thing. You can't attach yourself to a single game you have to attach yourself to the genre right um and i think that that applies here in that you have to adapt to the to the coming game and that's i mean fortnite just lost to a game that came out out of nowhere with barely any marketing until it came out I yeah mean, you're you're at any time can be usurped in in the world of video games and esports so do we have any broad thoughts on that before we move on to the very last segment of the show which will be a block grab. Um, I should probably mention uh, Tekken. Uh, the Tekken World Tour is returning for 2019. That got announced. Uh, the first event is going to be the mix-up in Europe in April, which means it is not going to be final round in Atlanta. Mm. So, okay. so okay. Very, very historic Tekken tournament, not part of this year's Tekken World Tour. Crescent EXE wants to know, Steve, are you working on the write-ups for the 2019 Tekken World Tour? Uh, that is to be determined. Cool, man. So We'll see. Okay. Um, let's end the show with a block grab. <laughs> block grab. Shouts to Ian for making that graphic back in the Dirty Sports days Ooh, that we're still using. Ago. Okay, blocker grab. In the uh, spirit of core values, we're going to block and grab on some FGC memes. First, up to bat, is core values. Blocker grab on core values. I'm grabbing on this. What does it mean to block or grab, though? Are you on board with this meme? Should we keep it going past Tuesday? Or uh, it's a dead meme. I'm grabbing. This one makes me laugh. I'm sorry. The idea of, like, exactly as John said, Mr. Wizard, like, getting up from his chair, like, covered in McRibs to make a tweet (laughs) about the fact that, like, some girls are bouncing around on the stream. Just, I can't deal with it. It's too funny. It makes me laugh every time um, I grab. You're grabbing on core values. And so is he. John, are you grabbing on core values? I'll grab the shit out of core values. Are you grabbing on core values like that guy on the stage did? (laughs) I'll motorboat core values. (laughs) God. Thank you for watching us on the final best of five episode. (laughs) Steve, are you going to block your grab on the core values? You know, I think they're going to turn it into a a Twitch emote. And if they're (laughs) smart, they will. I'm blocking for now. I, I think it, we it should need some do it. time to rest. Steve, it needs some time to if rest. I don't Steve. commentate either this year, I know why. <laughs> yeah, why? that's because you grabbed on core values. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, Alon, you don't have a mic. So we're moving on to Holy Totinos. 
Fuck grab on Julio Tortillas. This is an interesting one. It's not really a mainstream meme. It's not like a huge meme. I thought it was funny when he did it, but if we're talking <laughs> about like lasting meme value in the FGC, I'll block. But it was funny. I mean, I give it to him. I liked it. Yeah, that was a hilarious one. Just Ultra David uh, at an event that was sponsored by Julio Tortinos. John, Julio Tortinos, block or grab? Um, I don't want to grab every meme because otherwise, yeah, that was smart and funny, and that's why it became a meme. Um, so I'm going to try to be a little choosy. I think Holy Totino's was funny. I just don't think it had, had as much staying power as some of these other ones, so I'll block. But that's not to say that it wasn't a great um, a great FGC meme. This one might not be fair for Steve because I know he's actually a big fan of Totino's, so block or grab on Holy Totino's. Actually, no. No. Totino's pizza rolls, good. Totino's pizzas, terrible. Those little dollar party pizzas. No, oh no, I love party pizza. I used to come home uh, after middle school and just eat one of those and play the original Battlefield game. Uh, oh, those are amazing. And oh, for a dollar? Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm on your side, like, John. <laughs> yeah, no, those, those are delicious. Pizzas are freaking terrible. Though. So, those crusts that are like so paper thin and they're, they're either chewy. still they're frozen chewy. and they're still frozen and underdone or they're burnt to a crisp. There is no middle ground there. It's a, just terrible. I'm a bagel bites guy myself. So that's a block uh, around the, around the no, entire it, few days. It, it, it it's like it's a grab on the meat. It's a grab on the meat. Oh, okay. It's a block on the pizza. I like said the meat. <laughs> That'll be later like, when he watches the core values. All right, uh, left behind. This is uh, John D. He said, "Haters gonna be left behind," and we sure did. The John D. thing like almost ceased being funny to me, and like began being a little sad, which I do think is one of the core things of like a great all-time meme. <laughs> is um, when it becomes tragic. But I had to think about left behind for a second, so I'm probably gonna yet again just to be choosy. I'll block. I would grab <laughs> on every one of these memes, in general, but. If we're going with all-time best, I'm going to block. Okay, John, are you going to block or grab on uh, Left Behind? It kind of makes me cringe, which I think is the whole thing behind it. Like, he's trying to talk tough, and everyone just kind of laughs at him. Um, it's not my favorite meme, so I'll block. Steve? I will. I mean, it, it just sort of perfectly encaptured how at least the perception of how people thought that Capcom was looking at Street Fighter V uh, when it happened. So I, I got to grab. By the way, in chat, if you, you can uh, play along by typing BOV block or BOV grab if you are if a subscriber. You capital if, B uh, on block and capital G on grab. If Die by Sword has subscribed for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other option. You can, you can uh, light a candle for or our patron saint. Or Twitch TV, let's be honest. All right. Okay, moving on to the next one. 13-0. This is Perfect Legend versus Sonic Fox. He was the first to 10, and he somehow beat him 13-0. People, you know, people rush to Perfect Legend's defense every time someone slams this at him, but he permanently asked for it forever. I'm grabbing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You cannot get 10 fucking owed, then claim you'd still win, get destroyed again, and then be able to ever, ever act like you shouldn't be talked shit at. Like, he, he literally asked for it for the rest of time. I'm sorry. He can never, ever, ever live this down. 13-0. Great <laughs> meme. Um, can I? Now that I, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, it's still funny. I still have to grab. John, what you got, bud? I was hanging out with Perfect Legend right before he went <laughs> down and did that exhibition. It wasn't a huge deal at the time. It was cool. Um, but we were up at, I don't remember who else we were hanging out with. Um, and I don't normally hang out with Carl. We just happened to be you know, in the same room. Um, 
or taking in extracurricular activities. And he said, he's to a funny me, guy. He's like, I don't dislike him. I'm just laughing. Yeah. 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 And he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to lose. I remember <laughs> saying that and going, huh? Yeah. And then I had the munchies. So I went and got something to eat, but he went and got 13 owed. And for the rest of his life, no one's going to write perfect legend without making a 13 out of the letters. And it's hilarious. And, and it still is like to see this day, one of my favorite memes. And it's like, it just happened. It was just a random ass Sunday for, you know, we we're at a major and just, and, but all it was, it was also the day history was made. Um, so I will definitely, definitely grab. <laughs> and it's funny, man. Like, I mean, I've 13. been 13 owed playing blackjack with a hundred dollars. Right. You know, like sometimes you're just like, fuck, I need one more hand. Right. And you lose, but you're asking for it when you do that. And he asked for it, Steve, 13. Oh, what you got, pal? Look, PL is one of the greatest all-time players in fighting games. But yeah, this is win? Yeah. But but this is lore. This is permanent lore and it also <laughs> led to the greatest moment on Capcom Pro Talk ever. Flows Carl, you fucked up rant. <laughs> it is an all-time great. That is all day every day crap. All right. <clears throat> Moving on to our next meme. 895. This is Canada Cup putting it behind the paywall. This is an interesting one because it's like, I don't think it's that funny, but it's like eternal, right? It's endured. It has endured the test of time. 895. Anytime you have to pay for anything in an FGC stream, it will be 895 forever. Every (laughs) DLC character, how much is it going to cost? 895. It will be forever the price of anything in fighting games is 895. And that's pretty funny. I mean, wh- I remember this joke being made in Dive Kick. How long ago did that come out? Like, yeah, you can buy the the infinite wind gem or whatever for eight ninety five. So, I mean, I don't laugh per se, but I'm like, oh, ha! Huh. Like, you're the first one to make an eight ninety five meme out of that. So, yeah, I'll probably grab. John, I, I again, I think that uh, Mike's right in everything he just said, and I don't think that like this is supposed to be a slight to to Lapchi, right? For for charging and such. And but ultimately, it doesn't come away with any kind of real negativity. I think it was just kind of like this playful, like you, you little, you know, you, you're just being kind of stingy. Uh, but it's not. There's no bad blood involved. There's no like lasting issue that comes from it. No one really got hurt. I don't know that Lapchi's. It's, it's probably Lapchi's like not his favorite number of all time anymore. It's not even like in his top five most embarrassing issue. moments. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know, but at the end of the day, like everyone still loves Lapchi. They don't look at him in some negative light and such. So it seems like it's all in good fun um, and it has the staying power. So I'll go ahead and grab. Steve, 895 blocker grab on the meme. I will grab on the meme when I can get a a limo rental for 895 (laughs) until then block. All right, moving on to the next one, which is, you know, if you think about it, you can just play another character because they're actually just functions of one another. That was oh, the death Peter. knell for our boy. Uh, this and I saw a spoiler of the next meme. This one's got to be a block for me. Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? But like, it's a little sad because like, you're a Marvel player. Because I'm a Marvel player. Because Peter's such an FGC great and such like yes. uh, a positive thing to have come out of the FGC. This might have been the and nail in his like, coffin. This was him sinking with the ship of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and we haven't heard a lot from him since. And I think we're worse off as a community because Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite happened. And that's sad. That should not be how you feel about a new Marvel vs. Capcom game. So even though it's kind of funny, 
Um, I'm going to block because I'm sad and Bible thump. <laughs> John? I'm going to block because I 100% agree with what he was saying. Ooh. Yeah, we're big fans of Comic over here. Uh, Steve? I got for the same reasons I grabbed on Perfect Legend. It's lore and it's it just perfectly encapsulated the way that people perceived that Capcom was looking at Marvel. So it just that one word has so much emotion, so much so much feeling tied to it. So I have to grab. Honorable mention final one was gonna be Thuggery, so it's just an honorable mention now because we're going with Total Eclipse. It's like my meme. No. You don't get to respond. John, Steve? I forget. What was this one? Exactly. It's not even a good enough block. Steve? It's one of our most popular faces. BOV Eclipse. The level of play you see now completely eclipses. And I feel that this meme completely eclipses nothing. It's a... I love it. I'm going to grab. But I understand if you have to block. What was I going to say? Other other notables were Viscant ending up on World Star. Um, that makes me laugh. I think, to me, that might be my favorite meme of all time. Getting a message from my friend, don't you play these games? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. I know that guy. Was that him versus LTG? Yeah, yeah, him versus LTG. Yep, that was, uh, I will laugh forever uh, at that video. There's a lot of good ones. Bro. God, I love that video. Yeah, that's the one. That's a good one, but it's vulgar. Oh, um, well, also, what you standing up for was podcast. a good one. I really like what you standing up for. Oh, uh, what was the Marn one with Sherry? Uh, Solid four. No, no, no. Stupid. The one where he was like, That's "Don't." Stupid. Oh no, you may not. Yeah. Oh no, you may not. <laughs> what about Justin? Uh, you gonna learn today? Yeah, that's a good one. That, that's a good one. So many classic, classic memes and moments. Shout outs to the FGC for giving them all to us. That brings us to the end of Block Grab and... Monday Mid Mashers. Yep, lots of good ones. Those are some good ones. Uh, shout out to our Block Grab segment, and thank you to Steve for putting that together <laughs> for us. Leg. <laughs> um, before we close out the show, we're going to hand it off to Steve. Yay. Um, now I get to talk about real-life shit. Um, so uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter... Uh, you read a little bit about what was going on. Um, those who don't, I can clue you in right now. Um, someone who has been very close to me for the last nine years ended up uh, taking their life on Sunday. So it's something that's rattled me. It's not been fun to deal with, to talk with her family, talk with her friends, and that's just on top of her not being around. And that shit sucks. Um, she's someone who has dealt with uh, depression and other issues for much of her life. And it was something she fought every day and that fight finally ended and I miss her so much so what I would say is this um, whenever we talk about this we always ask people to call a suicide line if they feel 
like they're at their lowest. And that that's very important. That is always a good idea, in my opinion. But what I think we don't do a good enough job of is encouraging people to seek out help before it gets to that point. You know, we... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, we need to do more to, to get people connected with the help they need. If you do feel like... you even if you're not in that dark of a place, but you feel like you need to talk to somebody, go ahead and talk to somebody. I promise you there are people around you who are more willing to help you than you realize. There are more people who want to listen to you and to understand you than you realize. Um, whether that's a friend or whether that's a um, professional. Um, me personally, I have used a service called walking counseling, which is, uh, which is mental health services for people, um, uh, at no or low cost. Um, and I would encourage you to seek that out. If you ever, ever feel like you need help, however much help you need. Uh, so, um, I've gotten a lot of messages over the last few days from the FGC uh, people I've met several times, people I've only had interactions with online, people I've never, never really talked to before. And the outpouring of support um, has just been, it, it, it's been overwhelming and it's been a huge, huge help to know that I've got so many people who who are in my corner, so. To every one of you, I say thank you. Um, I love you. It sounds cliche, but I really do. You know, even when I hate you guys, I love everyone in the FGC and this joy that we share in pressing buttons. Um, the only thing I ask is that you be kind to each other, be excellent to each other, because you never know how important that kindness can be to somebody, how important that compassion can be to somebody. Even if it's a small thing, it could mean the world to somebody else. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, close us out on a happier note, please. Dumb meme. D give me one more dumb meme, F, F friend. Or did he go? He left. I don't know. No, we're, we're, we're muted. Um, <laughs> please give me a dumb meme. I, mean, I need Let's one see, more what's laugh. a good dumb meme that we didn't think about, Mike? Um... Main Chicken from Excellent Adventures was a good one back in the day. Uh, John, what you got? Surely you get hit with memes. Uh, Event Scrubs, is that a good one? That's my favorite. Is Akuma a strong character? Is Akuma that, a strong that's character? That's a good one. Yeah. That is a, the eternal question. <laughs> Sorry, John. I, I, was, I was on the spot. All right. Um, thank you, it's Steve. All right. I'll always be here for you to throw out of the bus in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> I really do feel bad. John, nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you, Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one, the fucking Park Champ. Um, Steve, thank you. I know you wanted to close on a positive, but thank you for once again speaking about this so openly and uh, our condolences. And uh, we're sorry for your loss, Steve. So thank you to everybody who watched. I, Go ahead, Steve. I get to work with, three, with four of the best people I could ever ask for. And 
I, I, I thank you all so much for this. I really appreciate it. And John's here too. So thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. <laughs>